0: mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a of for law. Hey everybody, welcome to L's Exchange, I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So, Joel had this uh, interesting concept that he wanted to bring to the table, and I was like, yeah, let's do it, because why not? It's, it's kind of on everybody's mind anyway, mm-hmm. and it seems to be like a topic of conversation whenever any superhero movie does well, and it like is connected to the overall conversation about the superhero movie genre, what it means, what it represents, when it's going away, and all of that stuff, all the things that, like, as a comic book fan, you're like, yeah, superheroes are blasé. I can imagine them going away sometime in the next eighty <laughs> years. Um, <laughs> yeah, sh- like, so let's jump into it, Joel. Uh, why don't you why don't you hit them with your thesis, and we'll and we'll jump into it.
1: Right. So you know this. If you follow me on Twitter, I kind of like you know hashed this out as I do in my late-night-on-the-toilet-stream-of-consciousness tweets that I do. And, you know, I think the the statistic was, you know, with Avengers Endgame, that's three Russo Marvel movies in a row that have broken a billion. And obviously Endgame broke a billion way before uh, Civil War right. and uh, Winter Soldier did. And, you know basically the question is always you know where where's the roof on this thing when's it ever gonna stop if it's ever even gonna stop and it really started me thinking that why why do we as fans talk like that why is we as industry people always say where it's like oh sure Endgame did really good but I bet I bet they can't do it again I bet this will be the I bet this will be the beginning of the end people always doomsay online I'm like why why are we like that why do we doomsay and the more I thought it over I'm like well why does it ever have to end and then I went even further in my own research I'm like okay what are the longest running film franchises in Hollywood you got your James Bonds you got your Star Trek you got your Friday the 13th is and the biggest one I found the one that is the most comparable to the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now is Godzilla with 30 plus movies to the Marvel Cinematic Universe's 22 movies
0: right yeah that's fair and it's been going on what since the 70s
1: Yeah, I would say even before that. But yeah, it's been going on for a really long time. And as I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, so Godzilla is really popular, like all over the world. You know, it's a known thing. If you point to a picture of Godzilla, people will be able to tell you what it is. But Godzilla is super big in his native Japan, as he as he should be, because, you know, it speaks to something deep and meaningful in the Japanese identity. You know, he's a holdover from, you know, the two nuclear bombs that were dropped. Godzilla is sometimes a hero, sometimes a villain. There's so many movies, generations of Japanese people have grown up with it. It means something to them. It speaks to them on a level that it isn't really spoken to all over the world. And I thought to myself, I'm like, is that – is that true with these superhero movies, especially the Marvel movies, but all of them in general? Is there something true and meaningful in them that speaks to North American audiences, and also audiences all over the world if we're looking at box office, right. on a level that other movies just don't? I guess my thesis is what What are we getting from these movies that we're not getting from anything else in Hollywood at the moment?
0: Okay, okay, interesting. There's lots to unpack there. First of all, let me correct myself. Godzilla starts in 54
1: Yes, that's so, right. It's been around for a long time.
0: Because I was like, wait, black and white movies, right? Yeah. <coughs> yes. So anyway, uh, but Godzilla's been around forever. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned your your three suggestions of like long-running franchises, Bond, Star Trek. Uh, what was the other one? I can't remember. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. All of them have bombs in them. Boy, like, do that. Like, like all of them have been running for a long time, but also have major significant failures. Not like dips, but straight up. Financial failures. The kind of failures. Embarrassments. That, like, embarrassing failures, the kind of which studio executives would be like, I don't want to ever touch this again. Like, yeah, that don't kind remind of me of this. And yet, no signs of stopping, and only no. if they are stopped because of studio chicanery. Like, oh, Star yeah. Trek just they can't make a movie right now. Or, Friday the 13th, like, every time they reboot, it sucks. Um, and <laughs> we got to
1: wait five more years till exactly. we can do it again. Or,
0: Bond, like, the actor keeps dicking around and nobody wants to make that movie. Uh, So it's interesting how a lot of these long running, the longest running franchises, and I think by virtue of the fact that they have been running for so long and the longer a franchise runs, the more opportunities there will be for failures and success. Oh yeah. So like to say, you know, well, sure, Avengers did well now, but like it probably won't, you know, five years from now. Probably not. But that's only because like, they can't always make a perfect pizza every time. Like, they can't no. always make a billion dollars. And I like the idea of, like, you know, oh, what a- sure, 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 I made a billion, like, in the first freaking three days. But, like, what else are you doing? What's the next thing you're going to be able to do? But you can't do it again. Like, dude, motherfucker pulled a triple axle off of, of the high dive.
1: That should be impossible. Give him a
0: minute, you know? Let him let him enjoy the success for a minute before you ask him to do it again. Much and we're always do doing harder. this. Um, but I, 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 agree that there's something wrong with us in our, in our consumptive culture where we're like, please more get like, d- let's not enjoy this. Let's not bask mm. in it. And it's actually kind of indicative to the success and the integrity of the end game movie where they were like, let's make something that like is its own thing and can stand on its own. It would be easy for them to have ended it, and we all speculated on it, where the the end credits was Galactus turning his big purple head and looking at the camera yeah. again, and just implying there's bigger things, there's more stuff. Get ready for more. Forget this all immediately. Forget about what you just watched. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. instead, they're like, no, we're gonna take three hours and change. We're gonna sit in this movie, and we're gonna just think about or reference the stuff we've made to get here. Yeah, what, like, what integrity? Yeah, we, we, we built into the narrative a requirement for you to just stay in the moment for a minute. And I kind of like that. It's not going to happen all the time, and I appreciate it. It's really cool. Um, that being said, we are talking about the future. We are talking about like where it's going. Because um, it's funny, you were asking about like the superhero franchise and, and, and what's next and, and, and all that. Like It made me think about how, how many superhero movies there have been. So many over the years and how many times Hollywood goes, well, literally our whole industry is dependent on a roulette table
1: Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. and
0: it's a roulette table where the dice are artists (laughs) and I have no idea what the numbers they represent are. And so I'll just roll them anyway. And so oftentimes they'll dip into the superhero pool and be like, let's roll let's see what that does. Let's just, let's just try and capitalize on something that has some known built-in audience. I don't even oh, know yeah. how much recognizability it has, but I know there is some, and therefore I will bank on it.
1: It's true. Sometimes they don't. I mean, Marvel was able to make a huge success of Guardians of the Galaxy, which, I mean, people didn't know about that, and now it's one of their biggest franchises. Yeah,
0: and by that, I mean, we do mean, yes, you specifically did know about Guardians, and you love the original run, and you do feel outraged about Yondu not having a big fin, but... That being said, a lot of people not plugged into the comic book world and quite a few people who are plugged into the comic book world who don't love Cosmic Marvel are not familiar with that franchise. And so as such, making it into a name, making it into a thing where it's like no, things that those characters do influence our actual billion dollar franchise, the Avengers. Like Things the Guardians do will make this movie happen. Crazy, right? it's, It's nuts. So, uh, to... And the, the reality is, like you said, there's no, there's no certainty and there's no formula and there's no way to figure out like what will work. I mean, look at how Iron Man started. Nobody liked Iron Man. No,
1: it's true. He was like C-list at best.
0: Like if they had Spider-Man, we wouldn't have the MCU because they would have just kept making Spider-Man movies.
1: Necessity is the mother of invention. We didn't have all the toys, so we had to make the toys we had work really well together and really polish them up and make them nice and right. shiny. Well, We
0: had to polish it, but we also had to look within the toy and ask ourselves what makes this toy work and, is, and, and be special. Yeah. And it's like and through the necessity of making Iron Man have to work and basing like hanging literally the future of our company on its success on
1: a C-lister who most even hardcore comic fans were upset with because yeah. this was not long after Civil War.
0: Right. We have to see why Iron Man can resonate with people and why it could be a success and yeah. then play to those strengths. I think like the reason why most superhero movies that do well are successful is because they are able to tap into the core identifiability and connected and connectivity of that character to a general audience.
1: Yeah, don't don't fix what's broken. And also too, hey, the reason that I think uh, another secret weapon in the Marvel universe's armory was the fact that. Uh, for a lot of these characters, it's like, hey, you've seen Spider-Man movies before. Some of them have been good. Some of them have been bad. You've seen Superman movies before. Some of them have been good. Some of them have been bad. You've never seen an Iron Man movie before or a Guardians movie or a Thor movie. You got nothing to compare it to. So when you do see it, it's all fresh and new and interesting for you, isn't it? And I think the fact that if Marvel is able to keep giving audiences fresh, new, interesting things they may have never heard of before, never even seen before, then that will only ever work in their benefit.
0: Totally. Uh, I wanted to acknowledge the super chat really quick, and I don't want to deviate too much, but I do want to say, like, actually using the super chats to help this show out and helps me out personally in big bad way. I'm not in a living room; I'm in a studio, and it is supported entirely by viewers like you. So, uh, Felipe Muscardini says, "Have a Coke Zero on me." Say awesome. Well, thank you, Felipe. Don't mind if I do. Rusky 9110 says, "I think part of it is that superheroes are like the modern day Greek myths, like Hercules. Mm. Even if somebody doesn't know anything about them, almost everyone has some brief knowledge of Spider Man or Superman." You're not wrong, at least the identifiability of those characters, the iconography of those characters are ever-present in our culture and like across cultures. Everyone knows what Star Wars is, everybody knows what the Superman logo means, everybody knows who Batman is. Um, Definitely.
1: And talking but, to them... Or no, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, but that doesn't mean success. You know, owning an a, a internationally understood icon does not mean it's going to make bank Look he's at the Lone Ranger. Lone, well, I was going to say Superman. Like oh, Superman, that's true. <laughs> Superman movies don't break a billion. Superman comics don't break the top five. But he's the most recognizable superhero on, on the planet. It's true. Uh, Caleb Paris says Marvel just needs to make a good Suicide Squad and make the Thunderbolts mm. with uh, Daniel Brühl's uh, Zemo and John Berthold's Punisher on the team. Well, There's talk that's coming. Now you're, now you're mixing coming. things up. I mean, like, you know... You, Punisher on the on the Thunderbolts I get having him on that if you're going to do the Red Hulk era but mm. maybe stick with the Zemo one
1: there's there's talk that might be happening. Apparently, James Gunn is interested in that project, or he was until he actually took the Suicide Squad movie. I
0: would not be surprised in the least if he took everything he was doing, if he was developing a Thunderbolts movie, and just made it Suicide Squad.
1: <laughs> it just he goes into his writing dot control alt replace names, and we're done.
0: I think that might be why Polka Dot Man's in it. Like it's just I love that switching them out. And rescue 910 says, even if a character isn't known, is the ability to put down the Marvel or DC logo on it a bump? Is that it? Does the, does the Marvel DC logo give the character a bump on its own?
1: With Marvel, I would say it is because you, they have very much managed to create this, you know, certain level of quality that moms and dads and, you know, chaperones know. Okay, if I plop down my $10 for tickets plus parking plus snacks, I am going to get this much entertainment in a Marvel movie. Even if I've never seen or heard of this character before, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm getting in for.
0: That being said, uh, Shazam did mm-hmm. not perform as well as expected. No, no, and,
1: it did very soft, which is a shame. And
0: it was a very well-executed representative movie of DC and what DC's capable of doing yes. that's positive. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, talking about, like, it's funny how Hollywood keeps dipping into the superhero pool. Like, sure, it makes sense, like, after Dark Knight broke a billion and also won an Oscar and all that, yeah. and, and, and was a cultural you know, success, runaway, I, you know, thing, um, people were like, maybe superheroes are a thing. Maybe we should start dipping our toe in there. Um, but, th- th- I mean, like, I remember growing up with superhero movies that, like, there was a, there used to be a a, a a saying we used to tell each other as comic book fans back in the day, and it was that superhero movies, there's always a certainty with them. They're always going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. they will always be bad. They will always break your heart. Superhero movies I believe will that. never succeed.
1: I and didn't want to see the first Spider-Man movie for just that reason. I'm like, they'll never do it right.
0: I, I there's a I have a video. I might release it. Who knows? But it's from the from 2001. Oh, wow. And it's us. It's a bunch of my friends and I hanging out. And one of them was like, did you see that Spider-Man trailer? It was right before whatever movie we saw. And that like, was so lame And they were all like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're trying to make a Spider-Man movie. How stupid.
1: Almost two decades ago now. Yeah,
0: And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, back then, I'm like, I guess. I mean, like, if these people, these guys don't read comics, they never did, they don't know. And if this is who they're trying to get, the trailer failed. (laughs) And Spider-Man's not going to do well. Sure enough, it did great. (laughs) Like, it was, it was the, well, actually, I think, uh, I think X-Men was the one that made everybody go nuts.
1: Yeah, that was the one. That that and Blade, that was, again, to bring it back to Blade, that was, like, the uh, one-two punch. Well,
0: Blade was the one where people went, like, I'm just here to see a vampire movie. It's 1999 here. I'm just mm-hmm. going to see, like, a dude in a trench coat swing a sword. That's all we're interested in right now. If he could also do acrobatics while shooting guns, a.k.a. Kata, then mm-hmm. I'm all the, all the better. But, like, you know, I'm plugged into the, like, trench coat-wearing, Uzi-shooting, <laughs> samurai sword-wielding, but I'm also either white or black. Uh, you know, movie franchises. And then you see the Marvel logo and you're like, why? Say what? Now I, of course, was like, hey, Blade, they're making a Blade movie, let's go. But my, but I tricked my buddy into going because he was all into the Matrix.
1: Ah, uh, naturally.
0: Um, so, you know, but Blade, I think Blade was that movie where, like, that, that hit at the right time because of the right crowd and had nothing yeah. to do with the fact that it was a comic book. But X-Men's the one where everyone's like, I know X-Men, I'm going to see it. And because it was like it had the illusion of being kind of like higher quality, mm. it really got you that opening Auschwitz scene. You're like, oh no, it's a yeah, real this movie. Is, and then yeah, they, this is
1: a different type of movie, everyone. This is yeah. prestige. This is a prestige picture. <laughs> and then they
0: put on black spandex and have a fight on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, and they it do. It looks totally silly, but. They, they built your good favor with that. Uh, a lot, like, it's, it's funny. They've been doing it for, and that was 20 years ago, right? Like, so it's like, mm-hmm. that was 20 years ago. Then you go even further back. Like, they were making movies out of properties that were never known. I get them making a Batman movie every couple of years. You know, Batman Returns, Forever, mm. and Robin, all the other failed properties, uh, the Superman Lives property. But then you think about, like, other movies like Tank Girl and yes. The Phantom, and yes. shadow and dark man and you're like <laughs> whoa like what was in the water in like the early 90s where they were like yeah we're gonna make superhero movies now comic book movies you, w- you might even say. the
1: crow as i always the mention. crow
0: they were gonna make and for this is just a really deep dive they were gonna make a concrete movie teenage mutant ninja turtles was a thing and a franchise and a comic book um mm. the tick huge cartoon show like Lots of de- there was a big guy and rusty animated series.
1: There was, on, and it was say. better than it had any right to be.
0: Unfathomably so. Hollywood has been flirting with superhero and comic book movies. Spawn, of course, I forgot it was Spawn. Yeah, uh, Men
1: in Black. People forget that's a comic.
0: Men in Black. I remember when it came up, based on the uh, uh, Malibu Mirage. 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 I was like, but Mirage was was Ninja Turtles, but I guess it's the same thing. It, but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, but like. Hollywood was playing with the idea of making superhero movies since forever. I mean, like, the Batman serials of the 50s, the friggin' Superman movie of the 70s, the Batman movie of the 80s. Like, you got a lot of different properties that they were like, let's make these and see what they do. Used to be, they would make no money. Except for, except when <laughs> they did, like Superman 1, like Batman 89.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's funny, because back then, Hollywood was like, the lesson was Get the, get the characters everybody knows. Right. Make... because And the only reason we didn't see a Spider-Man movie 25 years ago is because it was hung up in uh, legal mm-hmm.
1: issues. Yeah, mired in red tape. But they would
0: have made that movie. And so you would have had Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. Those would have been the three superhero movies that they all would have tried to make. And keep making. Because those are the most recognizable ones. Yep. And then it wasn't until later they were like, what if we combined quality... And desperation mm. and superhero movies.
1: <laughs> mm, what what an odd it's you know, it's just crazy enough to work. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so where where do we go from here? Like, do we I mean, I, I think it's safe to say, because we just pointed out how Hollywood and comic books and adaptations have been in bed together for near on forty five years.
1: Way longer than anyone gives them credit for
0: that it's not a fad. That superhero movies are here to stay.
1: Yes, and in fact, I think what Marvel doesn't get credit for is I think they've managed to hack the film industry to the point with this where not only do I not see it not going away, I only see it getting bigger because you like w- like even just today that news came out about Ghost Rider and Hellstorm and did we not see all the movie websites and all the TV websites do backflips to put out as many articles as they could talking about this because in any other part of entertainment journalism it's like oh you know Leonardo DiCaprio got cast for the new De Palma movie okay that's like that's not even a full article I can't do that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well Quentin oh. Tarantino is gonna make a, uh, a Hateful Eight TV series out of his mm. uh, out, of, out of the longest cut of his movie like okay
1: that's barely an article but Leonardo DiCaprio has been cast as Mephisto in Avenger 6 and you're like oh crap Uh, okay who is Mephisto what stories has Mephisto been in what could this mean for other characters what does this mean for the universe has he maybe already been in there and we haven't seen it that's like five articles right there
0: that's true yeah despite the fact that you held up six fingers I still agree that it's at least five articles (laughs) hey man I'm an entertainment (laughs) journalist I was elected to write not to number not to count (laughs) Uh, but no, it's true, like, it, it, it's it, it's interesting how many industries one genre can support like ours. It's so true. Th- the fact that even you and I have jobs talking about this right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe
1: that's another reason I hope these movies don't fucking go away, because if they do, yeah. I won't be
0: far behind. No, it's true, like, we, I mean, like, the YouTube comic book scene would not have existed before the MCU.
1: No, not at all.
0: Um, it would have existed in, a, in forms of, like, people doing individual reviews and people talking about them, like, you know, the, the latest book. But the fact is, it's just so, like, it's just so niche. small. It's so niche. You can't. The niche of a niche. You, you, you can't build an entire industry out of it, which is, of course, like, another whole conversation. I mean, like, the comic book industry is so small and insulated and incestuous. Oh, yeah. You, you, you can't hang your hat on it. Because it's just not big enough.
1: no, it really to support it really multiple is not. industries.
0: I mean, it, it can't support more than two distribution houses,
1: no, and one like really messed up distributor.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, what the hell's going on here? But that's another conversation. Um, yeah. so like when you when you say you think it's getting bigger or it can get yes. bigger, uh, what do you mean by that?
1: Uh, I think we're at the point now where a Marvel movie is more than just a superhero movie now. They figured out how to sell it to the point where they are like pop culture phenomenon movies. Look no further than Black Panther. That did huge box office, got huge awards, got a bunch of great write-ups all across the place because, you know, because they were doing something they never saw before. It became like the must-see thing. And if they can keep doing that, which they tried to do with Captain Marvel, what they'll probably try and do with Shang-Chi or White Tiger if they ever get around to that. Right. I think they can make it that point there where it's like, no, no, no. This is this is water cooler conversation stuff. This is you need to see this so you can be up on all the latest jokes and memes and everything. We've become that level now.
0: Right. Yeah. We are well, it's a it's a cultural touchstone mm-hmm. as opposed to just a genre that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Um, and and I, I I don't think you're wrong that it can get bigger. I just wonder I'm always cautious about the future and about like prognosticating about success and 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 and, you know especially in the wake of something as massive as endgame endgame wouldn't have been as massive if it wasn't for the good faith that it purchased from a bunch of other fun movies that all did their own thing really well indeed Ant Man would not have been a fun, a, a a beloved character if his if if the first of his movies was crappy. Exactly, like crappy, and I don't mean like not quite as entertaining as another movie. I mean like if it, had if been it was the bad. Phantom or something. <laughs> And I use those examples because, like, money had been spent. Like, oh yeah, rights were purchased. Marketing was went went into it. They were like, we're gonna build a franchise out of this thing. And we're like, and, and then and now we're in a world where it's like, we are building individual franchises that all come from one source, that branch out and also intersect and also cross over and build towards another franchise. Like, you could have Ghost be a major villain in a totally yeah. different movie and yeah. it would still work that's amazing uh it is so i think while it could be inevitable it's also like yeah like i I'm, I'm careful and cautious i'm worried about saying it right away uh, before uh, we get I, into it i want to we we
1: hear me. the terms too big to fail too much that's and i think thing. we all know what happened with that That's
0: the thing and there's and, and there's there's so we are we are burdened with an overabundance of cool shit we all want to look at and I I hesitate to, you know, to bet the farm on mm. uh, on one thing's success. At this, I point. think it.
1: I think it's pretty impressive too to think that again, as you said, in a time when we are overburdened with cool shit—video games, podcasts, uh, you know, streaming services, movies, the fact shows, that...
0: cartoons, comic books. Yeah. yeah
1: podcast like you're listening to right now the fact that marvel can still get people out of their houses to go to the theater and to pay ten dollars for a ticket for snacks and also for parking is pretty damn impressive and not only here all over the world too like i think the numbers just came in from china for endgame it's like a it's like their big May Day weekend over there oh sure and like uh, they already got like the early numbers from Avengers and like it pulled in the biggest box office in the country's history. Again, in a country that has more people than just about anywhere else in the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, really quick, I just want to jump into the Super Chats because they're building up. Yes. And I don't want to want leave people hanging too much. Uh, Tim Mickleday is just helping us out. Thanks, Tim. Robert Core casting. Sarah Finn, who is the casting director for the MCU, is an uh, unspoken hero at Marvel. Agreed. Yeah, she is. Seraphim deserves a goddamn honorary Oscar. Yeah. Uh, or at the very least, a nice, sweet corner office and a big six figure salary.
1: Yeah, give her a plaque.
0: Because she, she's smart, knows who to pick. Uh, and, like, you know, we look like we're geniuses when we make a little list, but she's the one who hires <laughs> these freaking people, goes and finds them, convinces, you know, uh, Paul Rudd at 50 to put on a freaking spandex costume and put uh-huh. on a silly ass helmet and go be Ant Man.
1: I'm uh, sure does the background checks to make sure it's like, look, are you gonna get DUIs five years from now? Are you gonna hit your wife? Is there something that's gonna come out about you? Okay, right. good. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Josh Bowman says, take my money, Sal. Will do, man. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> do you think the DC will bounce? The DCU will bounce back? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. Um, if DC slash Warner Brothers wasn't trying to beat or compare or contract like if they were just trying to make big expensive money making movies that also worked yeah creatively and culturally for everybody they'd be fine yeah. and if they like who cares if justice league didn't make a bazillion dollars it wasn't the uh, biggest
1: sh- shareholders
0: that's who cares true but like you're in the industry to make movies you're not in, you're not in the industry or at least you weren't in the beginning to make the biggest movie. Yeah. And if you spend $20 million and you get back $100 million, you made a profit. Mm-hmm. It's not as big a profit as it would be on the books because, of course, you have to spend $50 million on marketing and all that crap. But like, if, you make, if you spend a small amount of money and you make a larger amount of money, you're ahead. If they were focused on that alone, and if they were only focused, like let's focus on the fact that, like, okay, Shazam, right? Yeah. Solid movie. Oh yeah. We all enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the budget. It but was it,
1: smaller than Aquaman and Wonder Woman, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: But it's it made. Uh, I have it right in front of me: one hundred and thirty-one million dollars. In the box office.
1: Which in any other era would be greatly respectable, but in an age when your competition is making a billion a movie.
0: (laughs) Right. But if you were just focused on the success, you'd say, we're doing okay. Yeah. I think that as long as... If you keep your head down and focus and make the best thing you can, you'll catch up.
1: Yeah. I think think Warner Brothers DC, what they need to do, and they're definitely going the right way about it, they need to win back audience faith. Because I think even... In just like the most casual of circles, like if I was to ask my mom, like, "Hey, what do you think about those DC superhero movies?" She's like, "Oh, aren't those the bad ones? Aren't you, not, <laughs> aren't you not supposed to see those ones?" Right.
0: I haven't heard that. I've only heard that they're like that. They're that I can't like. I mean, older people definitely are like. I can't see everything that happens in them. They're dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're really unhappy. Like I mean, yeah. Like I mean, if you want to just if you want to cast. Black and white dispersions on both houses. You're like one's bright and fun and stupid, and the other one's mm-hmm. like me- mean, miserable and somber. And it's like
1: for Joe and Jane popcorn. That's the perception. Yeah.
0: If you're if you're if you're doing it wrong, sure. Uh, but you wanna you wanna break the perception. You wanna like do the. You just wanna make the best thing you can, and make it in service to the character. Marvel didn't go out going like let's create the Marvel formula. I mean, there, no, there no. literally is a Marvel formula for making comics. They don't. They didn't come out to make a Marvel formula for making movies. They were like, let's make, let's just let's just make the best, most successful Iron Man movie we possibly can.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: otherwise, we're fucked.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: DC needs to kind of like I mean, desperation is the mother of of creation, and I think that like that is something that DC needs to feel and embrace.
1: Yeah, and Shazam was good, and Aquaman was enjoyable, and Wonder Suicide Woman? Squad is – yeah, Wonder Woman was really good too. Uh, Suicide Squad is probably going to be great. That right. Joker movie looks like it could go either way, but it's not really connected. They also, I think, need to figure out, are you are you doing a shared continuity? Or are you just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks? Well, what are you doing? Yeah,
0: well, the other thing with Joker movies, I couldn't care less, um, mm. but I hear what you're saying. Uh, and Will. I. Golden says, I'm surprised Hollywood didn't use the public domain heroes. Now, that's the thing. Mm. The biggest thing. While I did spend a little bit of time talking about how, like, I, like, the icons don't necessarily make bank, you never start with an unknown property. No. And while you could, I mean, like, you, you could make an indie movie about those characters. You could make a, a smaller budget picture about those characters. I mean, look at uh, James Gunn's Super. Yes. Made-up character. Yep. And, it, and it's its own thing, and it does well. It didn't make a billion dollars because it, was, it wasn't even trying.
1: No, no, it was a super indie-rific movie where he casted all his friends.
0: Right. Uh, but Hollywood wouldn't invest in that kind of thing. No, because, no, no, no. Because with Iron Man, some people have heard of him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Didn't he have a cartoon back in the day? He's he's the I Am Iron Man fella, right? Ozzy wrote the song about him. Yep, yep, I know that. <laughs> Literally,
0: I guarantee you, part of the reason they got some funding was because of the Ozzy song.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: so... I'm not surprised that they still continue to not use them. Here's the thing: if public domain heroes were a, a a thing, like if if it would work, you'd see more successful public domain comic book characters. Yeah. Like if you think that works, find one, get the rights, or at the very least, make your own. Indeed. But like look at characters like John Carter of Mars,
1: mm. Edgar Rice Burroughs'
0: character, or the Lone Ranger, or Tar-Z, or Robin Hood, or Robin Hood. And tell me those characters, those heroes work. Uh, or the last are, couple no, movies
1: have not worked.
0: Yeah. As if C. Ed says, take my money, Sal, and Joel, love your guys' channel. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Uh, Pricey8040, just want to say thanks for the She-Hulk runs for my speech, Sal. Uh, unfortunately, the books can't be a source now. Uh, I own a $60 John Byrne book other than entertainment. Anyway, thanks again. Uh, oh, no problem, man. Uh, I recommended a couple of uh, uh, She-Hulk runs. Mm. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Dan Slot run and the John Byrne run. Um, I yeah, good can... stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry they can't be a source. That's bullshit. Whoever that Whoever's s- telling you you can't use them as a source is, is, is a fuddy-duddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, 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 they're being uh, intellectually dishonest with you. <laughs> yeah,
0: Mr. Roboto, it's not about the money. It's about the quality. Well, yeah. uh, actually, it's not. Um, it's funny you say that. You can make a that.
1: great movie that makes no money.
0: Yeah, you can make a great movie that makes no money. You can make a, a garbage movie that makes all the money. Uh, And Hollywood doesn't really care about what's the difference as long as it makes money. And the fact is they're like, okay, there are a few things that like we know will make money. Like if we keep our people happy and fed, they will perform better. And therefore, like, so it's like it behooves us to treat our actors at least somewhat like human beings and our producers Mm -hmm. and stuff so that they will be able to use the energy and the fuel to make the movie we need them to make. Yeah. But they could still be making Turtles in Time they could still be making Batman and Robin. They could still be <laughs> making Thor: The Dark World. And like when things get fucked up, like you fire a director halfway through like production of your film, you know things get screwed up, and it, and it, and it <laughs> you suffers. you
1: reshoot the ending three times.
0: It suffers and it hurts. And like so, they're not concerned with the quality as so much as they are concerned about the money. Uh, Dodge Indeed. Morningstar, they're epic make a trip to the theater worth it. That's not, yeah. That's not, a, that's not a bad point to make. Just making it worth getting in your car, driving to a goddamn building full of troglodytes who breathe out their mouths and, and watch Talk. the same screen at the same time. It better yeah. be freaking awesome. It, it, it better be a reason to see it. I'm not going to watch Absolutely. some sleepy drama <laughs> with these people. For real.
1: For real. I, I definitely I definitely feel that. And, and again, too, to bring it back what we were saying about, you know, what do we think about these movies that really speaks to uh, audiences culturally? Yeah. Do, do you think it's a thing like, you know, the idea of the hero is just so universal. It doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, black, white, you know, in any country in the world. We all want someone or something to believe in, especially in these now trying times, which admittedly all times are trying. I mean, friggin Iron Man was born out of Desert Storm 2 for crying out loud. That's how long they've been with us.
0: Well, Iron Man was originally born out of – you mean the movie or the comic? Oh, oh, the comics movie, from yeah. Vietnam. I mean, from Vietnam. Like, from
1: Vietnam, which – which that too, the fact that we can keep retrofitting these ideas and that they keep being as true then as when they yeah, were actually
0: frustratingly depressing is that you can make Frank Castle set in any era or maybe even make him a domestic hero who's like, I was yeah. just a cop and things were just so freaking bad. America will always be involved in a war, apparently, that will always allow the Punisher to be born yeah. or or uh, or Iron Man for that matter.
1: How come no one's never done, like, Punisher uh, life story or, like, Iron Man life story where it's like, hey, every issue we retell them, but they're in a different war?
0: I mean, Ennis did f- uh, Punisher Max where he was like, no, Frank's a non-vet.
1: He's 50 years old. He's, yep. 50,
0: he's 50 years old. And each issue, he'd get a little, get a little older.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. You go back and you read those now, and I'm like, wow, if he was alive today, he'd be, wow. Yeah.
0: Jordan says, uh, "This is a spoiler for Endgame, by the way. If you have uh, any thoughts about Endgame, or you haven't seen it yet, plug your ears, mute us for a minute. But here comes the spoiler. I'll drop it in three, two, one. Uh, do you think when Doctor Strange asked Wong uh, if he got everybody in Endgame, he wanted Defenders or Cloak and Dagger? Uh, mm-hmm. This is not much of a spoiler, but there are no Netflix characters or or freeform characters in Dude. Endgame. Uh, I read an interview with the Russos yesterday in which they said they never even considered putting him in the movie." Uh, And their reasoning was, we're already, the quote was something to uh, to paraphrase. It said something like, we're already taking it on face value that the audience is seeing all the movies that we're connecting. Mm. Now we're assuming that they have a Netflix subscription and they watched all of our shows.
1: Which, statistically, according to Netflix, uh, most of you didn't actually watch Defenders and most of you didn't actually watch these later seasons, especially when we announced we canceled everything.
0: Now, that being said, am I disappointed they weren't there? Absolutely. goddamn Am mm. I disappointed that they weren't connected to the MCU in any significant way? Absolutely. freaking lutely Am I disappointed that Disney... Is just like gonna let them sit there, and they're gonna have to recast everybody. You bet your boots. Uh, Agents
1: of Shield and uh, what is it? Uh, Agent Carter actually got more continuity callbacks in this movie than any of the Netflix or any of the other shows you're really did. A
0: character created and, and and in cast, in Agent Carter appears in Endgame.
1: Which actually bothered me. I was listening to another podcast I like, and they're like, "Oh, isn't it cool that we finally got to see Jarvis was a person and not just an AI." And I'm like, "Ooh, you didn't watch two seasons of Agent Carter, naughty, naughty." Yes,
0: you didn't. You didn't want Carter to bang Jarvis a lot, like I did. Yeah. Um. Clearly. That being, yeah. That being said, uh, that made me mad because I'm like, you put Jarvis, but you won't put Matt Murdock in the in the getting over it scene. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, Caleb Paris, uh, in reference to what Joel said about having other movies as references, what would we be thinking about Homecoming or Man of Steel if those were the only Superman and Spider-Man movies ever made?
1: Mm. If Man of Steel
0: was the only Superman movie, uh, it would still disappoint people who are Superman fans? Yeah. The thing is, if Man of Steel and Spider-Man Homecoming came out 20 years ago, 30 years Mm. ago, then we'd be having a different conversation. But in this world, where we are hypercritical of everything we get, we are... Overly analytical of everything that we watch and consume. I think you'd have the same arguments because most people, I think, by and large, aren't saying Man of Steel doesn't work because of Chris Reeve Superman. Mm. They're saying it doesn't. For me, I'm saying it doesn't straight through to the character. But again, like those are only criticisms. I'm sure people would still love Man of Steel as much if it was the only Superman movie.
1: I also don't think you could have Spider-Man: Homecoming without all those Marvel movies that preceded it, because Iron Man is literally his Mr. Miyagi in that.
0: Not only that, but like the movie feels like it's trying to be the antithesis of the the Sony Raimi Spider-Man movies. Definitely, it's responding to those movies. In a vacuum, if it was if it were, they were like, now we got Spider-Man, Sony never made a Spider-Man movie, but they kept the rights for some reason, and now we're finally going to put Spider-Man in it, it would have been very different.
1: Absolutely. Uh, another thing, too, that you got to give credit to Homecoming and indeed all the movies that they're doing where it's like used to be you just get like, hey, this is a superhero comic book movie. It's a genre in and of itself. But I think Marvel has realized, well, no, to keep these fresh and interesting and keep people coming back, we got to get superheroes. But, you know, superimpose them over genres that we know work. So Winter Soldier is a spy piece and, you know, Homecoming is a teen drama, not unlike the 80s movies that it's directly referencing and its soundtrack and everything else. I
0: mean, like that. Th- th- I would like to believe that they're doing that also, so they don't get bored, and they're that not too. like frustrated with like, and they're also railing against like the whole eh, just it's the same movie sixteen times with different mm-hmm. characters. Um, I would love for them to go further with those. Um, I as much as they they couched Spider-Man: Homecoming as like a teen drama. Very little teen angst, teen stuff going on. Blows, no, he was pretty he, happy
1: for most of it. He was,
0: he was mostly happy. He doesn't have a lot of a. He doesn't have very much of a hard time. He's got some friends. We don't like. We don't have a blowout with his authoritative figure, mom. Like we don't see him like fall out with his friend. We don't see him get rejected by the girl. Like we don't see a lot of things that we should have. Uh, mm. And I there's would love time though to go further. Yeah, uh, with the home trilogy, I guess I'm sure the next one will be called like homework or you know homeschooled or home alone
1: ho- ho- homeward bound homeward
0: bound uh, rusky, home and abroad <laughs> home abroad home uh, uh rusky says uh, did they miss the boat making runaways a tv show it could have been a breakfast club of new generation agreed uh carter helping us out chris beck helping us out carter says uh keep up a good work as long as feige quality control and creativity exists this will continue for a few more years um I think it'll continue for many years beyond Feige. My hope is that Feige, and I think I've said this on other shows, needs stewards, needs people Mm. who he trusts, or at least that we trust, who know this stuff, who have like a, the buck stops here mentality and authority to be able to ensure quality control.
1: I hope he's training apprentices. I hope he has a whole order of Faggy to watch over and this I, when he's and gone. I, and
0: I really hope Disney isn't like so stupid and arrogant that they're like, okay, screw it, ha ha. Like we're gonna, like now that Feige's gone, we're gonna replace him with Bob Iger. Like Ugh. no. Uh, I mean like we're, we're bringing
1: Eisner back
0: Feige Feige got me I was watching him like the other day he was uh, in a round table with like everyone from the Avengers and he was like you know this reminds me of that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation both uh, <laughs> worlds and he's like and they're all like what and he's like bear with me hang on and he's talking about the poker scene with Picard and I'm like oh my god he's one of us <laughs> uh, Mr. Roboto when DiCaprio who was a super villain is in a Marvel movie then it will get respect from snobs and artsy crowd. I don't yeah. think so. I think the artsy crowd. I think. S- I don't think that the artsy crowd is saying no to these movies. I think it's snobs in terms of people who are contrarian. They're like, oh, everyone likes it? Well, then I don't like it.
1: It's popular, so it must be bad.
0: Right, but I think a lot of people, I think people big and small from all walks of life dig these movies.
1: Indeed, which is kind of amazing. That was my favorite moment of Endgame, when you have the big splash page scene with all the heroes and to have people young and old all around me enjoying this. I'm like, oh. Oh, you now know how I feel when I read, like, a big summer event every year. You're getting that now for the first time. Oh, that's adorable. You're all so adorable right now.
0: Every week I get one of those. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Zimmerman, love what you're doing. I love your team. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, Will Bangs, will there ever come a time in history when the phases of the MCU will be too convoluted to attract new or casual viewers? Best wishes from Paris. Well, uh, merci. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a good question. Joel, what do you think? I think they're
1: testing that out right now. It's like, hey, what if instead of a new Thor movie, you get a Valkyrie movie? Or, hey, what if the next Captain America has Sam as Captain America? What do we think about that? I think they're definitely testing the waters with it right now. I
0: think that's a good point. I think the idea that, like, if, if they're smart, you know, they will pay homage to what they had, mm. but also look to the future. I mean, by virtue of the fact that humans are mushy made of meat – like you can't have people play those characters forever. So like, no. As the as the franchise rolls on and you replace characters and actors, hopefully you're mostly replacing actors. Yeah. Like, or you know not characters and or you know you're replacing characters, not actors. You're not going to be like, oh well, uh, Hemsworth doesn't want to be Thor anymore, so uh, we're going to get Luke Hemsworth to play <laughs> the Thor. Like, I, I don't want that, but I do want to see them go like. Hemsworth doesn't want to be Thor anymore, so we're just gonna make this movie. We're gonna make uh, we're gonna make Jane Foster pick up the hammer, and she'll be Thor now. Like, do something where it's like it goes in linear order, mm. and kind of like Invincible. Where yeah, it's, like it's still part of a continuity, and you can reference things that happened, but by and large, like you don't need too much context.
1: Again, l- like James Bond, where it's like James Bond keeps changing. Sometimes he makes reference to stuff that happened before, but Bond is always Bond.
0: Right. Tevia says, "What about the Venom movie and how did that make money?" Joel, that was a great point because you wanted to mention Venom, the fact I that did. like these movies make money even if they're not great.
1: Yes, even <laughs> if even if I think they're horribly empty wastes of time, even Venom will make a billion dollars, which uh, more than anything makes me think that this superhero gravy train ain't stopping anytime soon. Right. If Venom can be a surprise massive success. That means anything can be a surprise, massive success.
0: You don't know. No, right. no. no one mean, like, knows anything. It could be that Venom hit at the right time. It could be the circumstances were right. It could be that just there were enough people who knew who Venom was and wanted to see him on screen, and were so disappointed with how he wasn't in Spider-Man Three, yeah. they all went to go see Venom, and they all, and it wasn't so offensively horrible that they all stayed through the whole movie.
1: For, for the record, uh, Lord and Miller are apparently going to be taking over Sony's uh, Spider-Man superhero movie department, which means I might actually enjoy the sequel because I love Lord and Miller. And that means we might get a Venom movie that's actually self-referential about how empty the first Venom was.
0: I mean, fine, as long as it doesn't hurt my Spider-Man stuff.
1: Yeah, and as long as we don't feel we need to pull Tom Holland over here. Yeah,
0: don't don't wreck it. You
1: know? Don't 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 make Tom Holland show up, please. You can have any other side character. Hey, you can have the new Flash Thompson show up in there. Just don't don't leave leave Holland alone.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh but like they made the Morbius movie. It's shot yeah. and it exists. It will be <laughs> it'll come out before the new mutants movie. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it will.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Which really makes me sad because I was kinda digging on that movie.
1: I liked the cast.
0: Yeah neat idea let's go see it oh we can't thanks but uh but morbius might make money because Morbius is a vampire and vampires make money
1: they do and also if you say it's
0: a comic book maybe people who are like because there's there's this weird thing like in the speculators market for comics randos will go into your comic book store grab all the books that you pre-ordered and then you and 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 then never come back again and then flip them for money or leave them forever and throw them in the garbage Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Movie speculators, they buy their ticket, fuck you, they've already... That's <laughs> done. Yeah,
1: they're done. You yeah. know, the only
0: thing that they do is inflate the numbers, where they're like, comic book movie, hey, eh? I hear those are very popular. What's the next one? What's the next comic book movie? A oh, Morbius the Living
1: Vampire." <laughs> I mean, didn't work for Hellboy.
0: Didn't work for Hellboy, but... Uh, you know, that's why they have review embargoes.
1: That's right, boy, do they.
0: Uh, but I don't know. And that's the thing, like, there's some... I I, I gotta tell you, I think Venom isn't like a fluke as much as it is just like Venom is a Spider-Man character and was very popular and, and long enough ago where he hit those, he hit the right buttons of nostalgia. Yeah. People went to go see that. Uh, It was a perfect storm. I don't think you're going to have the same results on like, hellboy or if you made like a zen, the mm. intergalactic ninja movie or like you can't just go like oh it's the doors open boys let's make <laughs> them all i mean otherwise ninja turtles 2 out of the shadows would have done really well right because mm-hmm. it's it's turtles it's no property nostalgia comic book why didn't it do well because it was because the first one was so fucking bad and also i don't know Timing, was, whatever. Was there, a, was
1: there a Michael Bay stink? Did his fans really only want Transformers? Are they like, eh, this isn't a good replacement right? for Transformers? I don't know.
0: I mean, like, Bumblebee did really poorly, and it was the best one. The best one? How is messed it, up is that? Is it because you've ruined your good faith with your audience? And so, yeah, as you such, you poisoned like, the well. Yeah, like, you poisoned the well. By the time you actually got to a good one, nobody wanted to drink from it? Maybe. I don't, I know. don't know. But, know, like, man. I hope, like, H- Hellboy feels like no just because it's a superhero slash comic book doesn't mean it will make money.
1: Also too, I think people actually were more in love with the Del Toro version than, you know, Mike Mignola would care to admit. And that's the saddest part. Mignola's like, I love this new Hellboy movie. Cause it's finally my vision, my way. Well, sorry, Mike, apparently no one wanted your vision.
0: He was saying that when they were making the movie, when the movie came out, he was like, Oh no, it's nothing like my movie. It's nothing like my comic anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sure, changes Mike. his mind a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sure. Mike, um, Tevye Smolka uh, asked us about Venom. Jordan helping us out. Trenton Brown says, next Spidey movie, Spider-Man Home on the Range.
1: Oh, he becomes a rancher. That's fine.
0: Uh, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Not to make him a rancher, but to use that name. He can fight the grizzly or yeah. a bunch
1: of animal-themed
0: villains. Yeah, right. The equine. I don't know. Uh, Chance Hill helping us out. Thank you very much, Chance. Um, we should be winding down, so I guess like we want to make our final thoughts about superhero movies and how they make Mad Bank. I'm glad that the the venom thing came up last because, like venom is, I think, just a representative of the things that we ex- the, the things we've been talking about, like known property, part mm-hmm. of them, like has a has a mild, vague association with Marvel.
1: Yeah, the, the metagame. Marvel made the metagame something everyone could follow. They were able to turn everyone into a continuity junkie, where they're like, "Oh, well, I don't really care about Doctor Strange, but I have to see it because it might be important for the next one." That's
0: true, and like maybe some of them will enjoy it. You know, like maybe we'll get you with a few yeah. with with some of these. Uh, that's true. Ant Man and the Wasp maybe wouldn't have done nearly as well if people weren't like, I. It came right after Infinity War,
1: <laughs> so it's got to be important. I got to see it.
0: Yeah, or at the very least, like I. I I need more Marvel. I need something to, to fill the void until the next one.
1: Mm. I, I might need a nice, like, feel-good palate cleanser after how sad
0: the end of Infinity War was. Right. Uh, but, uh, but I think you need a combination of recognizability and connectivity. Yeah. The Spawn reboot, for mm. example, could go either way. Yes, it could. I think Morbius will be a huge failure. Yes. Because nobody knows who Morbius is. And the only thing that might help it is if they blade it up and they really lean into the vampire thing.
1: Yeah, let's do full vampire the masquerade on this one. Like
0: if they if they really push the whole like the the goth angle, they make it like no, it's it's a horror movie.
1: Which, we haven't had, like, a real, like, goth wank fest in a long time. It's been a bit, so, like, that could actually hit the zeitgeist just right if they do it properly. That's
0: true, that's true. Uh, by the way, as far as Bumblebee's concerned, like, Bumblebee, it, 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 I think it made its money back, but, like, it was the Eventually. least... Eventually. It was the least profitable one of all of the franchises. Like, of all, the, which, of all of them.
1: Which sends a terrible message to that studio, it's like, well, get Michael Bay on the horn,
0: get him back to make another one! Right, exactly. So, like, you got, like, so you got, like, Morbius, which, like I said, it's funny. I just said it was going to bomb. Then we just argued in my way right out of that. No, because it could do the horror thing. It could do the... And if they keep their budget modest and respectable, you never know. Um, which I think they have to. But Mr. Roboto brought up an interesting point. He said, what about the Valiant movie with Vin Diesel? Uh, oh, yeah. movie's no. called Bloodshot. It's about Bloodshot. Will the blood... The Bloodshot movie, I think, Spawn and Blood... See, Spawn could go either way because nostalgia people remember spawn
1: they remember the hbo show
0: awesome
1: yeah he
0: does objectively looks awesome i'm sorry like even if he's totally lame if he if just on virtue of him looking cool that might be enough bloodshot will be the real test
1: Mm -hmm. as to whether
0: you can make anything and make it work uh i what do you you think bloodshot's got a chance
1: I mean, people like Vin Diesel, and if they cut it to the point where they're like, no, this is one of them Fast and the Furious spinoffs. This comes between Hobbs and Shaw and whatever the hell the next one is.
0: Yeah, Because, like, here's the thing. Vin Diesel was in a movie called Babylon AD.
1: Yeah, he was.
0: (laughs) So Vin Diesel does not mean box office bucks. I mean, like, when Vin Diesel was a name, they made The Chronicles of Riddick, and that movie didn't make any money.
1: No, but it did give us the necromongers, though
0: you lucky us.
1: <laughs> and the world was forever changed.
0: Yeah, lucky us. You keep what you kill. But uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think Bloodshot will perform.
1: Man, that's going to be so weird. Bloodshot, because again, like like Valiant was trying so many things. weren't they doing a web series for a bit with like John Morrison? Did that ever happen?
0: Web series did come out on comicbook.com. You can watch every episode. I think still over there. Uh, okay. It's it was ninja versus the Valiant Universe. It right. It starred the Green Fucking Ranger as Bloodshot. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was doom for a lot of people who worked there.
1: And it, w- uh, I remember when we were all together the last time at New York Comic Con. That's what they were showing.
0: Yeah. If Bloodshot does really well, then you will see a lot more. Like, you'll, no s- doubt. you'll see them, you, they'll cram through the door, like, into the door frame to try and get all these other properties out.
1: What do you mean it doesn't even have to be Marvel and DC anymore to make money? Valiant, what more do you have? Give
0: right. us all of it. Not only that, but like, hey, maybe we can buy like, the, the Malibu characters and make a Prime oh. movie and a Ghoul movie oh. you know? oh. Like, Ugh. hey, we could get like, what about a Shadowhawk Hawk movie? What about like, uh, what about what about uh, Wildcats? Or, nope, DC owns that. What about yep. uh, what about Youngblood? Gotta get oh. Liefeld on the horn.
1: Oh man, L- Liefeld—he's like, I've had a script in my sock drawer for the last twenty years. Right.
0: I, I re- if Bloodshot performs, you will hear the Youngblood movie ready to go. Yep. Uh and then it will fail, and then the market will crash. Like, the bottom will fall out.
1: And what happened to movies will be what happened
0: to comics in the 90s. Yeah. Oh well, superhero movies, at least. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, and then
1: westerns will come back in vogue and <laughs> musicals.
0: Yeah. Pirate movies again.
1: Oh, I'm fine with that, actually. I like pirates.
0: Who doesn't <laughs> love pirate movies? I mean, listen. You know? Cuthbert Island? Yeah. Cuthbert Island, by the way, if you ever watch it, It's it has no business being as expensive as it looks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us, of course. If you want to catch a bonus show, we have a whole side show over on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comicpop. You can listen to that. It's a special bonus show that's exclusive just to that thing. Um, mm-hmm. Also, if you're there, you can check us out uh, and you can see all the stuff that Pop offers that you might enjoy. Uh, otherwise, you can go over to Cape Joel, check out Cape Joel's channel, youtube.com slash Joel, and we'll thank see you. you guys then. Uh, of course, we also have this show on audio. You can find us on Spotify as the Elseworlds Exchange, and you can find us uh, on iTunes also as you know, the Elseworlds exchange. Uh, Will, I am golden. What about Ron the Space Knight? No chance, my friend. No chance. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> they
1: try every couple of years. Oh, they, do try, they try. They
0: try to push them, but it's not going to happen. But, uh, what about I thank Death's you so Head?
1: Where's my Death's Head movie?
0: Death's Head. Well, I prefer Death's Head 2, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but listen, uh, also, if you like the streaming video game stuff, you can go to twitch.tv slash tv and watch Tiffany uh, stream some games. She's a lot of fun. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up God of War pretty soon, so check nice. It out. Nice.
1: Great game, isn't it?
0: That's yeah, it's great. Got to make a Thor game out of that.
1: Boy, do they ever. Well, again, I'm not going to spoil anything.
0: No, no, no. Fair enough. But uh, we'll see you guys then. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. I'm Sal.
1: I'm Jules.